0: Welcome back to Chit Chat with Alley Cat. I'm your host, Allycat, Cat, and today I'm here with one of my childhood friends, Sydney Thompson. And Sid does a lot of different things, but um, some of the coolest stuff he does, he um, is a host of a podcast called Straight Out of Fresno and a co-host of a podcast called Fan Culture Pod. And we're both from Fresno. Um, we're both from the Central Valley, and you know we're experiencing a lot in these different times, but we've been seeing people's politics come out real strong. Um, and we experienced something that was it wasn't shocking, but it was baffling. So we decided to have you know bring that conversation to this this platform, to this space. and the theme that came up was association. and so, the question that I have for you is, you know, we kind of often think if someone stays in a certain place, they adopt that mindset. And the situation that we had with that person happens to also still be in our hometown. So for you, do you feel like being in Fresno, being at home, kind of creates a culture for you to be able to stick to what you've always known? Or, um, have you found ways to challenge that within yourself?
1: Um, I would say, well, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I okay. definitely appreciate it. Uh, we've been talking about doing this for for a minute, so I'm glad to see it come to fruition. Uh, but to answer your question, I do, I agree to both of those statements. I think part of it is conditioning a little bit. Um, I think that you, you know, you are a product of, of your environment. So whatever values come from that environment and that constant exposure to it that kind of becomes, like, your outlook on the world, you know, or in your perspective. Not everyone gets to go out and see all these different cultures, hang around with all different kinds of people, you know, kind of on, like, maybe on a surface level, but, I mean, in terms, of like, deep down, like, to the core of someone's being or the core of a culture, you don't really get to do that, so I think that that is, you know, part of, especially in Fresno, because Fresno, as I've grown up, I found out Fresno is, like, very conservative, you know what I mean? Like, I never quite realized how close-minded Fresno was until like stuff started to get real ultimately. Um, but yeah, no, I do think at the same time you are able to challenge that. I think that's what we're doing kind of around the world right now with everything going on is, you know, we are challenging, you know, the status quo and okay, we've always done it this way, but why, why is Fresno this way? What are some of the things that we can do to, you know, kind of pursue what's morally right or make sure that, you know, we're pursuing kind of equal rights, equal protections for all. Um, So I definitely think that, you know, regardless of what your society, I guess, looks like or what your area looks like, um, we all in our various ways challenge, you know, that status quo.
0: Definitely. I agree with that. And I think that it's, it's so interesting. Like, I guess I'll just like lay out the, like very context of what we're talking about Um, because some people don't know Fresno or, you know, understand like how people show up. Um, A lot of people in Fresno are conservative, but then there's also folks who are like conservative adjacent um, and also really like put themselves close to whiteness in that way. Um, And whiteness in terms of like white supremacy, not just like the idea of being white. And so we just experienced you know some all lives matter type of stuff and i just remember checking in and being like okay are you good because that was crazy like people we've grown up with who have been coming out of the woodwork saying all kinds of racist slurs and really like hurtful stuff um and so i wonder for you like as a black man as a black father black husband Um, how, you know, my gosh, father of a black boy, you know, baby, like, how do you take care of yourself in this time of all of this, like, inundation?
1: You know, that has been a challenge. That's been a challenge. I mean, kind of saw a meme going around, I think, last week or maybe the week before, of you know, people wanting to stay close enough to where, you know, they're informed of everything that's going on within the movement. You know, you don't want to feel like you're out of the loop. But at the same time, distant enough to where you're not taking that, you know, consistent trauma and, you know, that kind of like grief, uh, that, that consistent grief that's been hitting us, you know, as, as we, as we push forward. So it has been exhausting. Um, I've been trying to be open about it still because I don't want to suppress those feelings, you know, and I'm taking more of a, you know, more of an initiative to speak up Mm. about those things and okay. Sometimes there's wake up, this is how I feel, you know, and and I'm just going to say that um but you know still thinking long term okay yes i have you know i'm a black man in america you know how to what are the things I, I have to worry about going into the world every day um i did an episode of straight out of let with team pink host on friday and we talked about fatherhood and we actually had that mm-hmm. conversation with two other black fathers about raising black children in this mm-hmm. kind of climate and the, the discussions that we have to have with them that other people or other people of other races don't have or don't need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's troubling and, you know, it's awkward because at what point do I have that conversation? There is no right time to have the conversation. Do you, you know, because you don't want to basically, you don't want your kid to go into the world naive, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, you know, what's the danger? Is there, what's the dangers of exposing them too early to it? You know, I want them to be able to love people of all cultures, to love people, you know, of all, you know, religious backgrounds, all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, you do want them to realize, like, there is, you know, an ugly part of the world, and you may be exposed to it at some point. You will be exposed to it at some point. There really is no way around.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's super interesting. Like, I can't really remember when my mom sat us down and, like, had that conversation, but i definitely remember we were already in fresno and mm-hmm. like the conversations between me and my brother were very different you know for me it was just like you're gonna have to work three times as hard you're gonna have to you know be like four times as smart and you're gonna have to do it when you're tired and do it when you don't want to and like it was all of these things about like my productivity when my brother it was about like trying to be careful you know like stay as stealthy as you can, you know, don't wear your hood when you go these places, Uh, make sure your jeans aren't baggy, like, it was all about, like, how to basically become, like, a ninja in spaces, Um, and it really is, like, very true of, like, you know, having to have that conversation so early that I don't even remember when we had it, and I think that, you know, we see different examples of racism of white supremacy in our culture in our everyday life and this last episode i did was on complacency and so i kind of like well it's like one before the last anyways um going into dissociation like i feel like black folks because of the trauma we've experienced there are moments that we're either super present or we're super complacent you know and we're dissociated from what is happening um And I think that it's really, like, it's dangerous both ways, right? Like, because you were saying with, like, suppressing your feelings, you end up numbing the other things too. Um, But I just wonder, like, for you, how um, do you feel like using your voice, using your platform, has kept you aligned with your purpose, but also, like, in tune with the things you need to be doing?
1: Yeah, so I think that the reason I speak out is not to let other people know how I feel. I think the people that know me kind of know where I'm coming from. They know my background. They know typically how I feel in those kind of situations, but you know, the kind of impact that I didn't realize was going to be the impact on myself and kind of, you know, my own self-esteem as well, you know, coming through and, and speaking out and standing up for what I believe in, because, you know, I have these feelings for a reason, you know, I have this voice, I have this platform for a reason, like, let me maximize this as much as I can. Mm
0: -hmm. You know,
1: you can get all the likes and the shares on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, but you know what, maybe there's someone out there that will actually take, you know, the constant feedback that you've given or, you know, your takes on these social issues and maybe they'll do their homework one day. And, you know, the conversation that we had, we both have someone, um, you know, where we kind of shared our experiences with them and they were kind of polar opposites, but, they kind of, I won't say can't come to the light, because it's not like, okay, everything we said is right. But however, they were able to see our perspectives and realize, okay, there is a, another version of America out there for yeah. people of color.
0: Yeah, and Black people in particular, I feel like with that situation, that person didn't even try to see the perspective. And it was really interesting for me, because I had, the like, the moment I read... All of the comments and the just the back and forth between you and another friend. I was like, oh, no. And <laughs> my first reaction was like, I want to cuss this person out. Um, but then I was like, you know what? There's other ways. And for me, I was like, I'm, let me provide some resources. Let me... Like, really just share this and, like, be done. And honestly, I'm not giving anyone that, like, type of emotional labor. The fact that I've known that person, i would known that person for 20-plus years, that's where I was like, okay, let me at least give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they are, you know, like, misconstruing something. You know, I was like, let me try. But, you know, not to just put, like, a blanket over it. Well, this is how people are from this area. Or, you know, like, their family's conservative, so this. And it's not always the, the case, you know? Um, yeah. And so, something I, that's been a really hot topic um, in different circles of mine lately, and I would love to hear your perspective on it, is Black men and Black women, including black trans women um and i want to i don't wanna say including but i want us to be aware that that black women yeah. gender nonconforming folks like this is the
1: matter as well They're yeah like it's a them. it's a
0: whole it's a whole movement it's a whole fight for all of us so the conversations i've been having have been around how black women need to step it up what do you think about that
1: he said how black women need to step up no nah, the men how black men need to step up mm-hmm. uh, I think that is right I think that is right I mean I think we the struggle of a black man is so heavy in you know in America in general I think that you know we try to put all of our energy into surviving ultimately uh, not to make an excuse for it but I do think that kind of the perspective gets away from that but we do have to you know uplift our black women as well because there are struggles that black women go through that even we as black men can't relate to you know i can't describe the struggle of you know being labeled as the angry black woman and how that impacts every everywhere you go even then you know on top of that i think we as black men sometimes label women as the angry black woman when it comes to relationships or the workplace or whatever the case is you know every time that you disagree with something that we say It's just, well, why are you getting so loud? You know, why are you getting so angry? But, you know, we do need to actually kind of take a step back and say, okay, why can't it just be she's passionate about what she does? You know, kind of like how it comes to, when it comes across to, you know, black versus white in terms of, you know, anger versus passion. Same thing. I think we apply that negatively to women. And every time, you know, a a woman can't be passionate about something. Ultimately, it's kind of how it's perceived. And, you know, it comes across as anger or oh, well, she has an attitude, that's why she can't get no man, or blah, blah, blah. But we do need to, you know, continue to uplift our women. Um, I think, kind of starts with, you know, the the killings of these young black women as well, because it's not just, you know, young black men that are dying. You know, the most prominent case that we know, obviously, is Breonna Taylor. Um, And that was probably one of the most egregious ones, out of all of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't even sleep, you know, in your own home, Mm -hmm. you know, without the police coming in and, and shooting you down. But I think from from all aspects, we do need to continue to uplift our Black women as well Mm -hmm. and realize that this is a collective movement. But then also, it's a a matter of us not being selfish and speaking up for other people that matter. Um, So, you know, when you're thinking women, when we are thinking the LGBTQ community as well, uh, two highly underrepresented groups in, you know, Black communities or in the Black culture. So Mm -hmm. um, Black women have been along with us, you know, every single step of the way. And we need to do that in return. So I, I do agree with that. We do need to step up.
0: Like in the words of Aubrey, black women have been shooting with y'all in the gym. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. And I, I really,
1: yeah, I mean, hmm?
0: you said Okay, something. there you
1: go. Sorry, you froze for a second.
0: You did too. I was like, oh no.
1: Okay, we're good now. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah it just makes me think about I don't know if you've heard this new J. Cole song um, but J. Cole just put this song out and you know he doesn't reference no name by name in it but he alludes to some of the work that she's been doing and to her tone and it's just like so hypocritical because he's like friends with like child abusers and domestic violence like perpetuators so it's like I'm sorry, how are you gonna police her tone when there's so much work that you need to do? She literally started a whole book club to dismantle all of this. Um, and it's just really interesting to see like, honestly, the black community, like we have a lot of work to do around like homophobia um, and transphobia. And honestly, just speaking up for women, because if we look at the numbers truly, before all of this, before, like, coronavirus, black trans women are the highest rates of people being killed. And mm. the people who, who are killing them are black men. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a... You can think about the outrage when it came to uh, Dwayne Wade's daughter. Um, exactly. You know, basically mm-hmm. announcing, hey, you know what? I am... I am a girl, please, you know, uh, name me. was it Zaya? Exactly, right. mm-hmm. what was her name? Yeah. Um, the outrage that came from that, and there were a lot of black people coming at Dwayne Wade, like, how could you do that as a black father? That's a boy, I don't care what anybody says, blah, blah, blah. Yet, Lil Boosie didn't get, you know, the same amount of outrage for allowing, basically allowing his son to get molested. Right. It, let, let's call a spade a spade. That's That's ultimately what it was. So, where is... And I think, especially when it comes, for some reason, black the black community and sexual assault, especially, Ooh. for some reason, we just I don't know what we it is when fan. it comes to that. Like I I I don't I can't I can't put my finger on it, but we've always struggled with that aspect of sexual assault and how to I guess kind of embrace that trauma, how to speak up about that trauma, and ultimately call it what it is. You know, and, if mm-hmm. your uncle was touching you and he shouldn't have been touching you, he's molesting you, you know? So. Yeah,
0: and I think that just speaks to the shame. I think that there is um, a large amount of like communal shame and silencing. And so it's that same notion that I know we've all heard, you know, like what happens in your house stays in your house. You don't put it all out there. And it's just like, you know, I feel like we've, and I, I keep bringing you back to association, I really, I feel like we've, dissociated from our community you know we've gone off into our little silos we live in our little houses we don't know we don't know our neighbors anymore the same way we used to know our neighbors we don't you know commune with our families in the same way pre-coronavirus you know like really like it's it's very much like you know certain events certain occasions um and even at those people are not calling out you know the abusers the people that you know have done these different things um, and I don't know like I, I feel like it's a sense of like loyalty that is is really like it's kind of shaky to think about but I think that we we've kind of moved into this space where it's like who's protecting our youth who's protecting our girls who's protecting our boys like you know like it's really like who was looking out for all of these people? And I don't think that, I think people have come to this place of being like, oh, you know, that's not my business. It's not my mm. business. I
1: I think you're onto something because I've seen kind of in just various situations of, you know, a celebrity doing something, for example, and black people are criticizing him. You'll see people come back and say, well, I'll never criticize a black man because, you know, we already suffer a lot from, you know, the white community that's directed toward us, but there's nothing wrong with holding someone accountable, period, mm-hmm. regardless of, you know, what community that you come from. Um, you know, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby needs to be held accountable. It doesn't matter that he's been a staple in the black community for decades, you know. The yeah, black but community, but if did. we care if we care about our children, if we care about the right thing, you know, we're gonna say that's wrong, like, mm-hmm. period. You You can't just back every single person because they're black, I'm sorry. You do have to, we do have to continue to hold people accountable mm-hmm. and know realize as a community we need to continue to strive for a higher standard as well um you know sure it's been a lot of work because you know the things that have been inflicted on the black community for over 400 years but still nonetheless like let's do some self-reflection as well and figure out okay what are we going to do to get ourselves out of this what are we going to do to elevate our future generations as well
0: Exactly. And I know, um, I just, this week I've been thinking a lot about, uh, Toyin Salau and I, I feel like black women are, you know, constantly really nervous to bring up assault as it's happening. Um, and actually I believe it was last week, a bunch of women went to Twitter, um, sharing about assault and, you know, what happened and just various things. And, I wonder what you think about, like, just the role of Black men in that that dialogue, in that conversation. Uh,
1: I think it's crucial, especially when you're talking, when you're talking underrepresented groups, you need as many hands on deck as possible. You know, the civil rights movement couldn't just happen with Black people. White people had to get involved. The Latino community had to get involved. We need strength in numbers. Um, One of the prime examples of the polar opposite of that, um, Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union, for example, I guess sticking with the Wade family. um, You know, Terry Crews was, you know, open about, you know, his sexual assault. Uh, Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union supported him, you know, spoke up for him, all this stuff. She talks about her experiences on America's Got Talent, and he's, oh, I've never seen anything like that. This is the most diverse place, blah, blah, blah. Like, I... That's just another example of okay there are different versions of you know the world and even then between men and women regardless of your you know ethnicity you're living a different version of life than i am yeah. even if you come from the same background all that stuff there there's a different version of america that you see than what i see and i just need to take a step back and realize you know what this is a different version of life i can't, can't relate to it personally i haven't personally experienced it However, if this is what Alex has gone through, if this is what Gabrielle has gone through, that's completely unacceptable and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to support her 100% because if she's gone through that, that's not right. Period. That's yeah. all you have to say. But he decided to basically delegitimize everything that she, you know, explained has gone on.
0: And that's what I've been seeing, I've been seeing a lot of people and honestly I've been seeing women do it too. Like I'm not going to throw it all on men. Like there's a lot of like internalized internalized self-hate that I've been seeing around people being like no, you're lying on my friend, you're lying on so and so and that is the biggest problem we all have right now is that people are standing up for people who do not deserve that level of loyalty um yeah. and so it's something that I think when I think about dissociation, I think about how folks play this like willful willfully ignorant, you know like I'm gonna be ignorant of the ways that are happening. I'll just keep my blinders on. I don't have to see all of the things. And I think that we do. I think we actually are in a time where we have to like open up the closets, dust all the stuff off, like really reassess what it is we're doing and how we're moving. Because if we say we're, you know, people talk about, you know, all black lives. Okay, if we say we're about that, we really have to be about that, you know? Um if people are advocating, you know, for us to strive and, and really be in the space where we're not just surviving, it's it's gonna take a lot of work. Um, and I really, I really appreciate the work that you're doing and just the, the unpacking, you know, you've been doing of your own. I think that the modeling is really important. Um, because like you were saying earlier, like someone you might not, never know might see or hear your podcast and be like wow i never thought about that perspective right Mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of like the things we're doing right now is just perspective taking and sharing and really like listening to each other because our lived experience our lived experiences are enough expertise i don't know where we got the idea that you had to have some kind of degree or you know be in some kind of profession for such a long time but your lived experience is what makes you the expert. You know, you're an expert in yourself <laughs> of anything right.
1: else. Exactly. But I, I definitely think that you know, we do need to step out of our comfort zones uh for sure. I mean, I think even even in my own in my own life for example, I I personally have not paid, you know, as much attention to, you know, the black LGBTQ community as I should. You know what I mean? And I can honestly say that you know, articles come up, you may glance at it, you may read the headline, oh, okay, blah, 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 but I don't actually understand the struggle, and I, I may have not fully, see, you know, sought to understand the struggle, mm. so it's, you know, that self-reflection and knowing, okay, there are other groups than just, you know, me as a black man living in Fresno, um, let's let's explore that, so I'm making those efforts to, you know, gather those experiences and hear the stories that other people have, you know, and realize, whoa, like they're even living another person of America than one that I know myself. Um, to know that, you know, the trans community, black trans community has been targeted by black men heavily is trouble, you know, and that's a, that's a high, that's a deeply rooted issue. Mm-hmm. Especially like you said, when it comes to, you know, homophobia, no one wants to be, you know, associated, or no one wants to be you know, associated with the trans person or be embarrassed because, you know, the person they were dating was a was a trans female. Um but, you know, they're 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 people too. They're black lives as well. Yeah. You know, we have to it's, continue it's to support really... all black lives. It doesn't matter. Like you said, it doesn't matter if it's a trans woman or if it's a lesbian black woman, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. And I was actually trying to think of the name, but it's it's really like it's really deep rooted. It also goes back to mental health as well. But like um you know the culture we have of roasting, you know, like I know I have to remember his name. there was a man who was dating a trans woman like in love with his with this woman um and I don't know where I think the internet trolled him for being with uh his girlfriend, and he took his life and yeah. um you know, I think that we we're not aware of like the ways we're moving, you know with each other and. Being more gentle. I think we really have to be more gentle with each other because just, like, understanding that what I do, you don't have to like or approve the same way with your life. I don't have to like or approve what you do with your life as long as you're not hurting other people. <laughs> like, I'm going to mind my business in that way, you know? And um, I think that we're, we're moving towards something. I think that we definitely had the the table shaken um a few times even just this week so i think that (laughs) i'm just like i don't know what today is um
1: (laughs) like every every day is becoming a bore it
0: is i'm just like i'm just i didn't cry today so i guess that's like a win i don't know but i mean i think that you know we're i'm just really really grateful for us to have this conversation because i think it's the comp- the first competition of many, um, for us and for other people to just even, you know, think about like a touch point, you know, what's an area that you need to stretch in? What's an area that you, you know, need to be uncomfortable about and really tap into that, um, and see what that can look like in your community, in your life, with your family, with your friends, um, you know whether it is having a conversation breaking stuff down or what's going on for me sometimes i'll call my mom and be like mom did you know this happened Did you know that happened and i'll just update her um because i know that her sphere she's not really focused on that (laughs) she's not really focused on the news in the same way that i've been um so i don't attack you know like why don't you know this thing i'm like oh okay well this is happening and i just update her Um, and so I think we have to take a more, like, like, childlike approach to this, you know? Like, like we're in kindergarten again, trying to learn new things together and share with each other. Um, and I just, yeah, I really appreciate you taking this time today and being open, being vulnerable, being honest. I think the transparency is top. I think it's so necessary. Um, and I really, I do think we need to have more more black men unpacking the things that you're unpacking and I love the duality of your podcast because one is a sports podcast you guys break down so many different things within it but face value people are like okay sports okay cool I'm in it um, and then the other one straight out, of, straight out of Fresno is like a community podcast you know you're looking at a space you're looking at your home you're looking at our home and you know really taking apart some things that are great some parts that are not so great because for folks who don't know people often throw like a shit brick onto fresno i have been people before
1: <laughs> i'm like I think, I think we, we all have
0: there are moments um but if you didn't know audrey mcdonald is from fresno um for sean is from fresno um I'm not going to claim Kevin Federline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody else that I'm missing that I love. Oh, man. There's a lot of, like, pretty dope people.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we, we do have we do have quite a history, um, but people just don't quite know it, you know, but that's that's okay, and I think that's one thing, kind of going back to the point that you made about your mom, is don't shame people at this time for what they don't know. There are there's tons of information that's being spewed out there right now, um, whether it's misinformation or actual, you know, facts, whatever the case is. Um, but just take it as, you know, a, a teaching opportunity. Don't, you know, take it as, well, you know, you're not even a part of the culture or whatever, or, you yeah. know, we don't we don't really need that right now. Oh, well, you're not right. I haven't seen you post anything about Breonna Taylor. I didn't see you post anything about, you know, Rashad Brooks or even for the culture. Like, we don't we don't need that right now. Just take it you know, take advantage of these, you know, teaching opportunities and, you know, let's enlighten each other and let's kind of get all each other, in, you know, up to speed on what they need to know and yeah. the struggles that we're actually going through right now.
0: And I, I'm still just going to keep encouraging all of my, like, white and non-black people of color to just do the work for yourself. Google is right there and literally everything you want to know, on like, literally everything you want to ask a black person in your life google could answer it for you i think that we have been doing a lot of emotional labor and i think it's really up to our own discretion to decide who we do that labor for right um but to do it like with open mind and also like be aware of your capacity because for me this week i didn't have a capacity to be talking to black men about how they haven't been showing up for us i just had to hold space for black women and that was like my own self-care i was like you know what, this is definitely a conversation I need to be having with my male, you know, my black male friends, but I need to have it when I'm ready. And I think yeah. that what you said right now is so important. And so, you know, having those those discussions and bringing up information is really important. But, you know, do it at your own pace because I don't know, catching up people on like 400 years, 500 years of history in two weeks is like What? This has been my whole
1: life. It's impossible. And I think also, you know, to to piggyback off of that, a lot of people, when they're asking for this information from you, they're typically asking, or it comes off at least in like a contentious manner. Like, well, prove it. You know what I mean? Like, can you show me where, as opposed to, oh, wow, I had no idea that was going on. Where can I find more resources about that? It's It's always like, oh, really? Have black men not been supporting black women? Prove it. Right? You know, it,
0: show me when.
1: Exactly, exactly. exactly. I'm not, I don't want to show you anything. You're just being contentious now. But
0: right. Just listen um, to my experience.
1: Not, yeah. It, exactly. Yeah, listen to my experience, first and foremost. It, just because my I don't have an article in the Fresno B doesn't mm-hmm. mean that my story isn't what happened. Right. Honestly, it's the stories that you need to hear from people. That's mm-hmm. really what's going on in America. That's not something that's been edited by, you know, someone that works for a company that's not been edited by, You know someone who has their own platform like it's it's raw and uncut Mm -hmm. so you know you should be listening to those and embracing those as well
0: yeah definitely i i completely agree um well thank you so much i'm so glad we finally made this happen um y'all please 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 check out straight out of fresno and fan culture Podcasts. both are two dope podcasts um and said coming out of fresno which i guess is true there's just one person who is generally somewhere else but anyways i'm like (laughs) the nuances
1: but yeah we still are from fresno too but uh, we've kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus there obviously sports have slowed down yeah i'm like
0: all your sports have stopped
1: right right so we so we haven't really done much recently uh we may be picking back up soon but uh straight out fresno is coming bi-weekly um, okay. episode's dropping on Friday, talking fatherhood, particularly Black fatherhood. So, like, you yeah. guys stay tuned for that.
0: Yes, y'all. Check it out on all of your streaming services. And we'll catch you next time.